Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gabby. And we are two first-year physical therapy students sharing our grad school experiences to help PT students around the world. Embark on this journey with us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physiomemes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous. In this episode, we chat with Sahil, who is a pre-PT student at the time of this interview, and this is more of a Q&A style episode. So we go more into Sahil's story, and he actually asks us a lot of questions too, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of Gratitude, guys. Today, we have a very special guest coming on, a first-year-to-be PT student. Sahil, welcome on the show. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm so excited to be on here and um, inspire others uh, that are just starting PT school and are are in PT school. Oh, of course. We're so excited to have you on because we actually have never had someone on who hasn't yet started PT school. Like, you know, you're going in and you start in August, right? Yes. So I'm be starting at University of Illinois, Chicago in UIC, and I'll be starting August 26th. So it's fast approaching. So I'm oh. trying to get some experience beforehand. So yeah. Yeah, definitely enjoy your break. I will say you think, you know, oh, August, it's not too far away, but it will just come up before you know it. And you just want to take every single day and cherish it because once you start school it's just going to be hit the ground running from there oh my gosh for sure and it seems like you guys have been doing so much too with just like starting this podcast what three months ago right and yeah like being able to have so many guests on and for me today just to be on this like oh, i'm so excited so excited yes. oh, i'm so excited to have you so tell us what you have going on right now for sure so i started this page called SGX Movement. It's for students that are interested in physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech pathology. And I kind of started, it goes all the way back when I was in sixth grade, and uh, I always wanted to be a physical therapist. I'm an avid sports fan, so I was big into the Chicago Bulls. And I wanted to one day work for Derrick Rose, like on the Bulls, on the sidelines. And that was my goal. And then I really saw I, like, I was like, all right, let's see what physical therapy is all about. So I started at ATI for a little bit, and then I also got to shadow my aunt in a nursing home. And it was cool to see what it was like, just um, seeing people with strokes, people who have like different physical ailments, and seeing how physical therapy can really be a holistic approach, a holistic way of treating people without anything with medication and it's a pain-free approach, and I really enjoyed seeing that aspect. And from there, I was just like, all right, physical therapy, this is it, this is it. And so I applied to schools, and I found Marquette. Uh, I started there at Marquette. It was a really good school. I didn't get into the six-year track, which is the accelerated track from high school 
to college. And so from there, I was kind of, the, t- the task in front of me was very daunting, knowing that I had to transfer into the program as a junior and a senior in college. So I knew I had to get involved. I needed to do well in school. So what happened was I ended up getting super involved with like PT Council and what, where I got to get a lot of mentors that taught me what I need to do, what was the recipe for success. I kept getting involved to the point where I couldn't balance everything. I couldn't balance work, academics. I couldn't balance, you know, all the other stuff. And so it decided to transfer junior year to a smaller school. And some of the reasons why also are I felt like I was a number. So I felt like a a number at my school instead of feeling as like a person. So I couldn't even uh, like talk to a lot of my professors at times because I had 200, 300 students in my classes. And from there, I was like, I think I need to make this change for me and for the better. I ended up transferring to Elmhurst. And so in my culture, it kind of like for me, I felt like people looked down at me for transferring to a smaller school, somewhere closer to home. And there's a lot of external pressures that come come along with that. Just being uh, from my background, being Indian, and I had to uh, find a way for me to keep seeing why why physical therapy why like it just refueled my passion for it and so i like seek help from a counselor try to get help just like on study tips and what i found is just reaching out for help wherever i go you know like i think that's so that's like the first step in turning around everything because throughout your life throughout your journey and like in undergrad there's always times that you're gonna fail you're gonna fail it's what I think fail means is first attempt in learning, first attempt in learning. And that really changed me. That step was a huge step just to talk about, you know, where, where do you hope to be in the next couple of years? And you got to really plan out what you need to do to get into PT school. And so from there, I uh, still got involved, but very little. I just wanted to find a way to make me stand out from the rest when I applied to PT schools. And so I started this organization for students that are interested in physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy. From there, I was able to help others figure out what it is like to get into PT school and the demands and the requirements to get to PT school. And from there, I was just super excited to collaborate with others, be able to work with them as a team. And I was able to provide this network for students. And that was super cool. And then I started seeing things online, like the pre-PT grind and also like other podcasts and other people that I just started listening into more and more and trying to really connect with others and trying to network. And I just learned so much about PT and where it's growing. From there, I just knew what I needed to do. Eventually applied back to Marquette's program as an internal transfer to see if I would get in. And, uh, Unfortunately, I didn't get an interview at all. And uh, from there, I was like, that's okay. Like, I can take this gap year in my senior year after and reapply next year. So some of the steps that I took was to retake courses at a community college, retake the GRE to get a better score. Also, the most important thing I heard from a lot of PTs is to apply early, apply early. And so I also opened up the PT application the year before to prepare all those supplementals because coming June, July time, I would able to 
submit my application and from there like allow for rolling admission to kick in rolling admission for a lot of pt schools they look at that people who apply early a lot of spots fill up by the time september from there i uh got my first interview offer at Marist college and it just the interviews kept coming in i ended up getting 14 interview offers for pt i applied to 20 schools i applied i was a little crazy i was a little crazy i applied to 20 schools and uh, got 14 interview offers and I got accepted to eight schools. And it was just a, it was a dream come true. At, at first when I was applying, I didn't have that, comp- I didn't feel like I had that confidence. But I think when I fir- the first school that came around and I got accepted from there, it was just, I was in disbelief. I was in disbelief that uh, I was living the dream, just being able to finally get to that end. But there's just a, just the beginning though, it's just the beginning. So that's kind of where I'm at right now, just in my gap year, waiting to start school. That's so exciting. And so you finished undergrad then last year? So I finished undergrad last year, yep. So like May 2018? So I did December. I actually graduated a semester early. And then ah. I retook courses at community college that next semester. Okay, okay. So you finished yeah. December of 2017. 2017, as a semester then- early, yeah. Got it. That's so great, though, especially with getting your very first well interview and then that acceptance. I think that's one of the best feelings ever, especially if you do apply early and you have that extra, you know, six months or more um, or less than six months to really have the time off and to work or, you know, travel, do whatever you want. But my story was very similar to yours in my gap year. I retook the GRE. I retook classes. And mm-hmm. it was definitely beneficial. And if I, if I didn't do those, then I probably wouldn't be here today. For sure. I think you got to, like, reflect on yourself and realize, like, you just have to, you have to get it done. You have to get it done, even though it's the second time around. Like, I had to retake chemistry, too. It's like having to go through those labs again. But um, in the end, it was, it was so worth it. I think a lot of people notice that like you need to improve those prereqs. Those prereqs are super important. Retaking those courses might even replace that grade or at the same time, like even it out. So schools will love that. Schools love to see that. Yeah. And taking time to improve your score on the GRE or improve your grade and whatever, I think is going to be the number one thing that people should do. Say you do not get in your first try. It's fine. A lot of people don't get in your first try. Sometimes it takes like three or four tries to get in nowadays. And so by doing that, and then also, like you said, the shadowing hours and like getting more experience in different settings, I think would be the number two thing to do. For sure. Like in my experience of shadowing, I probably did. I was a little abnormal, a little crazy on it. because so I was just so interested to find like what physical therapy was all about all around, you know? And so I did nine different settings in uh, peds, like schools, aquatics, um, neuro, like skilled. Like I, I just wanted to find everything about physical therapy. And I think that's what helps you a lot in these interviews and just talking to people because if you if you meet someone that's like, you know, specializes in wounds and then you had experience in that, you could kind of connect from there and be able to like just talk about like the bigger picture of physical therapy. 
Yeah. And I think the big thing is you have that exposure before you start school, because you're going to be learning about all these subjects once you start PT school, but Mm -hmm. to kind of have an idea of different settings, especially others that are not necessarily an outpatient ortho or even in a hospital and exploring like peds or even wound care, the areas of physical therapy that you don't necessarily know about. So I think that was really smart in, you know, shadowing in nine different settings. That is so cool that you were able to do that. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Just like some of my experiences were like uh, in a Pilates clinic and implementing Pilates and physical therapy. It was kind of so how I found that opportunity, I think for everyone just to reach out to clinics and locally. Uh, I found this opportunity in the summer. You know, super cool just to call places in the area. And uh, this opportunity just came in hand. They needed an aid like right away. Yeah, I just learned about Pilates and, you know, Pilates, what I learned about like yoga and Pilates before, like I thought it was just like for women and it's, it's really not, it's really not like men, like a lot of athletes use Pilates, advanced Pilates. The PT that worked there was a, a PTA that owned that clinic. And so there's just so many opportunities. You could own your own clinic, be like a rehab manager. Um, you could be a, a faculty. There's like so many different aspects and places that you could implement yourself. And that's the awesome part about it, for sure. And just hearing different stories from everybody about like their journey into PT school and like what got people interested in, interested in PT school and kind of how they got to where they're at is so amazing. And we want to hear from you, like, what do you wish somebody would have told you before you had started applying and now before you start PT school, now that you're accepted? For sure. So kind of what I wish people told me was that, you know, just be confident in yourself. Like that's the biggest thing. I think if you have that confidence, applying, uh, knowing, because I applied to 20, like I applied to 20. I wasn't sure. Like I just heard from so many people's stories. I could even talk about my GRE. My GRE was not the best. And so what I looked at, like, from a lot of people online, they looked like a lot of schools. I thought people looked at GPA and GRE and like, boom, like they cut you off. They, they don't have time to look at a thousand applications, you know? And so my GPA was a 3.45 and my GRE was a 301. It was kind of lower compared to this average 300 is above, but uh, I also had a 144 verbal score and I, I retook it three times. I really struggled. I have a standardized test. I bet for a lot of people, it was just not your thing. And, um, I just really realized that there, there's going to be some weaknesses in your application, but they, they'll look at your whole application. They'll look at, look at it holistically. And so I, I realized that, but still going in, I was like, oh my gosh. So that's why I want to tell others, like, it's so important that just have a holistic application. Make sure that you just do your best, do your best and just really show them your passion for it. And from there, the opportunities will come. Yeah, that's, that's a great way to put it. And I 100% agree with that. So that was really great. But what do you want to know before you start PT school? Because I know you're, you're about what, eight months out? Yes, yes. Yes. So do you have any questions for us or what we've gone through over our first and second semesters? For sure. So I was thinking about, um, so what settings interest you the most coming in? 
And then has it changed at all a little bit through your first and second semester? And are you still keeping open-minded about it? You first, Gabby. <laughs> okay. So I had the opportunity to shadow in an outpatient clinic, inpatient rehab facility, and peds before I started PT school. Mm -hmm. And uh, the last part, for about two years, I was in the outpatient setting. And I absolutely love it. Um, I just love working with every population. So right now I'm on my first clinical rotation and it is in an outpatient orthopedic setting. And so uh, it's only my first week. So I'm still getting, um, I'm still getting, you know, used to it, but I am keeping an open mind because I know I want to know more about like the acute care setting and then uh, cardiac rehab is another setting that I'm interested in as well. So just keeping an open mind. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what you have to do in your first semester going in. Like you might go in being really convinced that you're gonna do a certain thing, but I think keeping an open mind is the best way to go about it because how can you really know if that's what you're going to do in the long run? So for me, I went in trying to stay open-minded. I'm interested in one day opening up like maybe my own triathlon PT clinic, but we'll see how that goes. And I'm open to whatever comes my way. Cause like you, I've seen pretty much everything there is to see in regards to PT settings. So I think, um, yeah, staying open, seeing what comes my way. Yeah. It's so interesting just to see people's perspectives, just like yeah, PT school could truly change you, Ch change your mindset and, meeting different people that are in the same profession they have the same passions and it seems like you guys really enjoy that part for sure so another question i wanted to ask is what are some areas that you wish to improve on in these next couple of semesters and what did you kind of struggle with the most in your sarah <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a kick-ass semester guys <laughs> <laughs> So what do I hope to improve for next semester is my study habits. And I know that's really vague, but what I mean by that is finding people who are kind of like my opposite. Um, I found throughout the semester that I really like verbalizing what I'm learning and teaching it to somebody else. And that's how I learn. So I need to give myself time, learn the material, and then come to somebody else or a group of people and teach it. Mm -hmm. And I think I need to do more of that this semester and really kick butt on that aspect and just like staying more active as well. Um, not just because I'll be training for a much bigger event this semester for triathlon than I was last semester, but because I feel so much more focused when I do get that time. And I feel so much better when I do get that time mentally and physically, obviously, but the focus is there. I think those are the two big things. So for me, I would say the first thing would be, I don't want to say it is the school life balance, but for me, especially with my, I'd say my second semester more, because um, my program, we actually start our advanced musculoskeletal classes in our very, in our first year, second semester, because we go to our clinical, clinical rotation in our third semester. So I had a lot of hard classes that, you know, were, I put, I tried to put as much time equally as possible, but some, you know, classes needed more time. And so I tried to find that balance and that was, I struggled with that first semester. I got better with it second semester. 
And just being confident, I found that I wasn't as confident in myself the last half of my first semester. And in the second semester, I was still kind of having those negative self, like that negative self-talk and doubt. And it wasn't until I talked to one of my mentors and she pretty much said like, Gabby, you need to change your mindset and do visualization, meditation. I was like, okay, I can do this. I can devote time to that. And so I did. And I found that I've been more positive. Um, My grades, it's been the best semester I've had so far and um, passed all of my practicals for the semester. And, you know, they are challenging because they are like advanced, but yeah, I would say those are the two big, two big things that um, I needed to improve on. And I'm still, you know, working towards that. So in clinic, one of my goals right now is to apply what I've learned in my musculoskeletal classes and not be afraid to like ask my clinical instructor to give me questions or ask me like what muscles are working. So just kind of being more out there and trying to challenge myself during this clinical rotation. That's so amazing. Amen to mentors. Mentors are Yes. You're really just <laughs> tell you straight up, be honest, and just give you so much confidence in yourself. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. What would you tell your younger self? Oh, I like this question. So I would tell my younger self to be more outgoing and don't just be so introverted because I would say when I was younger, I was that girl who only played sports or just played soccer and I didn't devote as much time to, you know, hanging out with friends and everything. And so I, I really like made it my mission um, going into undergrad and grad school to be more outgoing and to also like tell myself that you are smart enough to be in the physical therapy profession. And cause I'm an average student too. And, you know, I, I didn't have like the best GRE or the best GPA, but you really just have to tell yourself you are worthy and you are capable of doing this. So that's what I would tell my younger self. That's so amazing. So what I would tell my younger self in high school or before applying to PT school? Before applying PT school. Okay. Right before applying to PT school, I would tell my younger self that I should go explore a little more, like explore different areas of PT, which I eventually did, but I didn't do that until I got five denials my first try. Mm-hmm. So exploring the different settings, getting experience and really just being open to networking. Cause mm-hmm. I was very introverted, kind of like Abby was saying, I was not like a big athlete or anything I didn't play a collegiate sport I just did like triathlons but it's not a collegiate thing so I was kind of you know in my little bubble and Mm -hmm. I didn't really push outside of it at all because it was uncomfortable and it's not what I wanted to do I I didn't talk to people in the profession I didn't unless I shadowed them I didn't use social media I didn't like do any of those things and I think that would have been the biggest changer for me is just, first of all, like you said, be confident in yourself. And secondly, make friends with people who you can help and who can help you. You know, it's, it's a reciprocity kind of thing. That was so amazing what you guys said. Oh my gosh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys just taking the time to uh, interview me and 
like <laughs> learn a little bit about yeah. you guys. Oh yeah, of course. Because I used to be introverted too, and it's amazing just like hearing you guys' story and like we just got to come out of your shell. It eventually happens, I think, just through some of your experiences and your trials and tribulations. Yeah, I would agree. And we want to know a little more. One more thing: What would you like to do for the rest of your gap year? the rest of your time before PT school. For sure. So I've been working right now in a nursing home, skilled nursing facility as a rehab aide. At the same time, I'm a personal training at a eco gym. It's in uh, Naperville and I kind of teach classes. So it's kind of, it all applies to what I'm going into. Just that one-on-one approach, really seeing people's goals and uh, trying to achieve them, you know? And it's kind of cool to learn like that personal training side, what we could, there's like no limitations with some of these patients and using different machines and exercises. And it's, it's all similar. It's like my hope one day is to open up my own wellness clinic, just to have physical therapists on site, personal trainers, nutritionists, uh, just bring a more holistic approach to uh, medicine, guiding others to get to their goals. As physical therapists, we're all about movement, 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 movement. And kind of, I started this page, just advocate for that, that we are really movement specialists. We're really trying to optimize movement and help others get to where they want to be, get to back to 110%, you know? That's what it's all about. Yes, and that's so cool that you're doing that in your, it's not a break per se, but like Mm -hmm. in your extra time that you have before you start PT school, um, and I'm sure you've had advice from other people on what you should do in your gap year. And what kind of advice have you received? Yeah, I've gotten like stay busy, but at the same time, take three, three months off to just like personal for like traveling, for traveling, getting to see everything. Because before you start PT school, it's going to be a rough path just to have time one or two weeks, right? I bet you guys only had one or two weeks of break. So it's uh, something that I've forgotten a lot and especially trying to get read. I think reading a little bit beforehand anatomy, phys, getting prepared for that because I know that goes right into it like heavy uh, when you start PT school. So getting a little heads up on that. That's what some of the advice I've gotten. Yeah, and I would say definitely take three months off to travel and not work because you know, you're working and you're making money and that's really good, especially like using that money or saving it up for school. But yeah, I think what you said, like take two, even at most three months, um, just to not work and explore what you want to do, explore personal development. I think that's super important as well. Um, in regards to studying, I would look over um, some stuff. I know some people use the, there's like an anatomy coloring book or there's other resources out there. However, I know that, you know, people come from all different backgrounds, non-traditional students or students who don't necessarily have like a kinesiology background. And so they usually start you all on the same level. And so it does hit the ground running, but at the same time, you're all learning kind of like the basics together. So I would say like you can study, just don't stress yourself out over it. For sure. No, you're totally spot on on that. That's what um, I'm getting so much advice on that. I totally agree because you're going to 
you already have that background. You have that background if you're in kinesiology or exercise science. And so, yeah, you guys will all be on the same level for sure. You're going to have a lot of studying to do for three years. So it's like definitely worth it just to take some time. And also one thing I wanted to mention, like definitely take a gap. If you have a chance, take a gap year. I see a lot of students going right in right after senior year. And I know there's sometimes it could be pressures from parents. It could just be, you know, I want to get it done. But I think taking that year to just like experience something different because you don't get that time in school to work sometimes at a clinic or do other things. I would really recommend gap year. I, I thought I was like behind the rest because, you know, my, my friends at Marquette, they are in the six year program and they're about to finish up in less than two years. But for me, I think it's just, you're young. You're still, it's, it's, there's still time. There's still time. So I think taking that gap year, it's definitely something to, th uh, to consider. So you have more time to do observation, even retake courses, and just more flexibility. Agreed. And we're all a little biased here. We've all had a gap year. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but it was definitely worth it. Like, it's not always by choice. You know, I didn't, I didn't choose to, to take a gap year. I, I really wanted to start and get it done. But it just didn't happen, which is okay. And I don't regret anything. I wouldn't go back and change it and be like, I would have already been a year in by now if I had started right away. But I gained so much insight into myself and personal development for myself to prepare for PT school that I would not have been able to do if I just came right from undergrad straight in. But yeah, and also take a vacation. <laughs> yes, take a vacation. No. You deserve it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Also, yeah. I had another question. I don't know if you guys have time. Yeah. What are some of your mentors right now? I, like, I see a lot of these people. Like, Greg Todd is so amazing. Like, I saw his video. Like, I saw a recap. I wasn't watching. But I just saw some of these, these people that are just changing the profession. And, like, what are some of your role models right now that uh, are just doing big things right now? Gabby, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I get super, so sorry, I get super excited about this. So I started out with Free PT Grind, mm -hmm. and this was kind of when they first started. So I had a really good relationship with Joseph and Casey, and they are the co-founders of Free PT Grind. Mm -hmm. And then I had exposure to Greg Todd, which you guys have probably heard his name, and he is our mentor. And so from there, I explored like do I want to open my own business and kind of seeing where the profession is going and so I made the investment in myself and Sarah and I we can both say we're in a uh, group called smart success PT and it has I know it's changed my life and so many of my mentors are in that group like I don't have one person I have many people who have helped me through this semester especially when you know when it came to studying or you know the self-doubt that we talked about I would say definitely find a mentor or a few mentors because they will be they'll be there for you and they'll be the ones to say like all right pretty much got to get your shit together is what <laughs> they said yeah. so yeah Sarah you can talk more about yeah and I think it's so important like it is amazing we're both in SSPT we both have this access to this huge community of amazing people amazing PTs like you don't have to even be in PT you could be whatever but besides that I actually think you don't really need somebody to say like this is my mentor, although that's amazing and I would recommend it. If you don't have it, if it's whoever is around you, maybe not even physically, you listen to a podcast, you watch a YouTube channel, you're following their 
journey on social media, whatever, and you chat with them that way, then that can be incredibly life-changing as well, just to change your mindset and to hear what somebody else did to get to where they're at and how that can help you indirectly. You don't even have to ask them or get in contact with them necessarily. They're just kind of putting that out there just like we are right now. Mm, definitely. That was actually, I didn't join SSPT till really late. So I already wanted to do this podcast before I joined SSPT. And I wanted to do this podcast. Um, I don't think I've ever really verbalized this even to myself, but like I read The 4-Hour Workweek um, by Tim Ferriss. And everyone like has some experience about the book, whatever. It changed my perspective on things. And that's when I really started like personal development and listening to podcasts and taking time. I use Headspace, the app, for like uh, short meditations in the morning, the little guided ones. Yeah, and then from there, I was like craving a community of people to help support me along the way because I was not going to do this alone. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't have mm -hmm. the motivation to do it alone, and I just didn't sure. feel capable. Yeah, it's kind of like my whole thing. Um, when I was just at my first college, a lot of times, so in our classes, we'd be like, who, who's in the program? Who's not in the program? And then there was just this kind of closed-mindedness, just like not being able to work with another, the environment was just very, it was very intense. It was very intense. And it, for me, like, I just love to collaborate, just help one another. Like, we're all going into the same profession. I think bouncing off ideas, being able to just uh, collaborate with one another, I think it's so important, just being more open-minded. And I think that's what it seems like this group is all about. And I, I love to learn more about it. Like, if you want to open your own clinic and if you're tired of the, if you're tired of the way our profession is going with like low reimbursement, and yeah, all that stuff, oh my God. this is, this is the community that you need. For sure. Yeah. I see like all these cash based, like I, I got a person that came into my, like I talked to him, he, he started a car, cash based practice. Mm -hmm. It's like, the lifestyles of PT with some places just it's like overwork just with the patient yes, and like yes. the paperwork, the paperwork and insurances like mm -hmm. limit, limit you because you want to really yeah. provide access to everyone. And yeah, yeah def I didn't even know that you guys who are all, I know that you guys started clinics. I didn't know what the clinics were. It was like outpatient clinics. Like, you know, just starting this Instagram, like, First of all, it's just like trying to teach people about proper exercise, like inform them. I want to bring like representation to my culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In general, like a lot of seniors and a lot of older adults that don't take the time to exercise and, you know, take care of themselves. Like I want to bring that kind of representation. At the same time, like, you know, one day I do want to open up my own clinic. I think that'll be super cool. Mm -hmm. uh, there's like so many more opportunities to PT because you see some of these PTs that are like the too much paperwork, the paperwork, paperwork, paperwork. Yeah. And I will tell you, hmm, this is a topic that <laughs> took me a while to kind of understand. I think Sarah knows where I'm going with this. Um, so I find myself different. I had to really realize that when I started um, PT school and how my mindset has changed since starting SSPT, because not a lot of people know about what's going on and they just want the 40 hours a week, like clinic life. That is totally fine. No, for but, sure. Everyone has different everybody is different. But for me, I had to learn that. I was like, oh, why doesn't everybody know this information? Like I was all about it. However, you can't force it on people. And I've learned that I'm going to have a different mindset. Even my professors have told me like, you have a different mindset than all of your classmates. You're familiar with business and marketing and kind of that side. Like 
not a lot of my classmates know that unless they worked, they did marketing or at a front desk, which is fine. But Mm -hmm. I personally like had to say, all right, it's okay that I'm different. And I've come to the conclusion that that's fine. I have this community for a reason. And I have my friends in PT school. I just don't talk about it as much. They see everything online on my social media about it. But you may find when you start school that everybody's not going to think the way you do, if that makes sense. Of course. That's why so. I kind of worry a little bit, just like going into school, like, like people seeing like what I'm doing. And it's like, like, how do you balance that a little bit? Just like with your other classmates, like with like Instagram and social media. Um, <laughs> honestly, well, yeah, it's yeah. Like, like you're just kind of educating others. Yeah. Like I, um, I made my, I have a personal, well, now there's a lot of social media stuff. So I made a personal page, like an Instagram, and then I have a student PT page, which I fell off the wagon with that once the podcast mm-hmm. started picked right. back up with it. And now I'm using that kind of as a platform for the podcast, as well as like what I'm doing as a student. Honestly, it's hard to balance a lot of social media. But I think now that, thank God, like Sarah knows a lot of tips and everything when it comes to social media <laughs> stuff, because right. I didn't. And now uh-huh. that I'm kind of learning how to manage that. And mm-hmm. I just have mm-hmm. to time management. That's, that's key. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I, I don't know how I'm gonna have time sometimes at school so I might do like tone it down to like a couple posts just a week yeah and that's yeah yeah, and that's totally fine like you don't have to force yourself to do it every week but whenever you do have time and you think about it you're like all right let me this happened that was super interesting and I think people need to hear about it so I just want to add to your your question um about like how you manage social media and stuff because mm-hmm. even throughout undergrad i i managed a lot of it so i mm-hmm. i started the akron triathlon club in undergrad and i made them a website i started their social media for like all the platforms and i'm doing the same thing now with the slippery rock triathlon club and i did it for myself mm-hmm. and for gratitude as well so that is a lot of different oh for sure to manage and you mm-hmm. just have to delegate what you can to other people don't feel like you have to do everything Mm-hmm. Find what you're you're good at. Train somebody else to do it, and let yes. them do it. Yeah. Trust right. them to do it. Guide them. Like give them tips. Let them learn and leave it be. And you gotta batch your content. If you have an hour on a Sunday, just type up. I do in one note. Type up like a bunch of stuff that I want to post throughout the week, and then just schedule it out. Right. Mm-hmm. That's definitely key. Like today. Managing. Managing. Yeah, I was post. Oh. Every day I'm learning something new when it comes to podcast stuff. And so we use, um, and Sarah will say, like, she, she's had to be very patient with me because I don't know any of this. For sure. For but sure. Um, what we posted today, we released an episode and we use something called Wave. And so it gives a little like one minute clip of, we just choose a little snippet of our episode. And so I was right. like, Sarah, how do I add multiple pictures onto this? And she's like, all right, go to Canva and then do it. I was like, okay, now I figured it out. So yeah, it's okay if you don't know everything. There's Google and then you have people who have who are more experienced than you are. So that's helped a lot. For sure. What other apps do you guys use like for social oh media? My so the wave thing? Oh, wave. Um, I'm like trying to learn all this stuff. I'm like, uh so like, wave is for podcasting. Um, you don't need that. I mean, you use it to create a one minute clip of your podcast or whatever other video to post mm-hmm. on social media. That is not free. Uh, you can do a free trial, but it's like a two week free trial or whatever. Okay. Um, Canva is what you use for your art. Say you Canva, want to that's create good. an ad or something. Say you want to create our podcast art. That's what we use for the podcast art. That is free. Mm-hmm. You can purchase little parts of it 
I purchased, okay. I paid like a dollar to have the cap on the brain for our logo and that was it. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Canva is great. I use Canva for a lot of things. I use, you can use it for YouTube as well. You use it for whatever. What other apps mm-hmm. do you use? What other apps do I you use? I use OneNote to batch my content out. I type up all my stuff, copy paste like 30 hashtags or whatever that's relevant to this post and also to this post. So I have like three sets of 30 one for triathlon, one for health and fitness, one for school. School. Mm, okay. That's cool. I'm trying and to see what other apps I use. And adjusts uh, to whatever is ooh. a little different about Random that. Random question. Notability. You guys use that for grad school? You I do not, that? but I've heard great things about it. I have nothing mm-hmm. bad to say about it. I don't, I'm not sure either because I don't have an iPad. So I just have my Mac and I use OneNote and that's, that's been great for been me, helpful. but I, I've heard helpful. great things about Notability, though. Yeah, I just oh. got an iPad, iPad Pro. Oh, you should get the Apple Pencil. Sorry, that's yeah, I'm about very to get that. Okay. No, I know. I got to buy the rest of that. Yeah. So I think that will help you with PT school as well because you can, oh, um, yeah. yeah, you can download your PowerPoints and then put it on Notability. I don't know how that process works, but I know you can do it. What? What are you looking at? <laughs> Sorry, I just got an email. Sarah, I told you. I told you. You're canceled? It's not canceled. It's delayed. She, uh, clinic is delayed two hours. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to run off here. I got to go. I work in like sorry. a minute. Oh, yeah, I was going to think. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking that. What I may do is just send you an email and be like, can you just send us a little clip of where we can find you on social media? And if you have yeah. a question, you can record it and we'll just answer it via a recording. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we could do that. Sorry, okay. got on a tangent about everything. <laughs> no. no, this is like super awesome. This is like real stuff. I love talking about that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. super important. It's like life changing yeah. stuff for sure. Yeah, we oh, can good. always get on a call. Like, whenever I have a couple interviews later this week, but um, next week we do not have. Next a- week, yeah, we'll be. We're kind of winding down with all of our interviews for the semester. Yeah. So. Yeah, super amazing stuff. I'm excited to see where you guys go and like yes. the interview. It's been really a pleasure. It's my first ever podcast. Oh, congrats. Congrats. Yeah, yeah. congrats. So yeah. yeah. We enjoyed it. I was so good talking to you and I'm glad yeah, I'm glad I got to hear some of your story too. Um yeah. it was really like refreshing to hear. So for sure. Yes. Yeah. Oh but have a good <laughs> rest of your night and we'll talk to yeah. you. Um we'll let you know too. when the um when the episode's released yeah for sure sounds good all right see you guys Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description. 